0: are 39 milahot, which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnirb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM.
1: Warm, warm welcome to all of our radio family, too, soul to soul. This Friday afternoon, Shin As Hashem, we move through the month of Av towards Chodesh Elul. Next week will already be Shabbos Mavarchim of Chodesh Elul. So let's already start getting ourselves in in line. You know, it's not so as we said uh, when when to uh, Av. Uh, has already passed. Tubaav is a mere forty-five days before a, a Rosh Hashanah, and it's time already. The moon Kancha says that on on uh, Tubaav is the first time you should wish Kisev Vachasim on Taimah It's already time to start getting ourselves in order. So the Torah says in this parasha of and now Klayisal, Ma what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want from you? Only to fear. Chaim Salvechik offers an outstanding insight into this commandment that one has to fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every moment of one's life, one has to ask himself, what does the Rebellion Yisraelim want of me right now? An hour later, he should ask himself again now. What does Hashem want of me? This is the depth of the meaning of the Atta Now, every moment of one's life, throughout every circumstance, the question that a person needs to ask is, what does the Reboi Islam want of me right now? How should I act in this situation? Fear of HaKadosh is a way of, of life. One does not simply sort of Punch in the I don't know speed or level that he assumes for himself, and kind of places life on on sort of cruise control. He has to constantly upgrade his sphere of akhlespoch in accordance with the challenges and changes that he confronts. Every day is a new day, and thus presents a new a new command. Well, we don't live today in the same way as we lived yesterday because today is a new and different day. Furthermore, we change. Yesterday's an essay we davened yesterday, elevated us today. Therefore, I have to daven differently because I'm no longer the same person. In his Hespot <coughs> for the brisker of Tzav Cheska Abramsky mentioned that it was impossible to characterize Rav Chaim Brisco as the father of the Briscoe Rav as merciful right? or, or, or attribute any other sort of specific quality to him because he was constantly changing with the demands of, of a given situation one moment he could be viewed as merciful, while the next moment he could come across as uncompromising. It all depended on what he was involved in, right? And, and how the halacha guided his actions. He acted in the exact manner that the Torah commanded him to act. His total bittal, his total abnegation to the Torah was unequivocal. What yesterday might have been permissible in accordance with the situation might today under different circumstances be prohibited. His son, the Briskorov, maintained the same attitudes in, in his husband for the Briskorov. Rabbi Heska Levenstein observed that while the Chazanish was alive, the Briskorov hardly responded to Allah's questions always deferring to the Chazanish. After the Chazanish's uh, betira, however, the Briskara became a prolific writer and speaker devoting much time to people and halachic questions. His greatness was his ability to change his manner seemingly in accordance with the need. The Chazanish had been the God of Ladar, the preeminent leader of the generation. With his passing, the briskarov was viewed as his able successor. Rav Chaim Briska once told a person who was upset by the fact that he had to eat on Yom Kippur. Rav Chaim said to him, the same HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who tells us that although it's also to make a wound on Shabbos, that if it's the eighth day we do a bris, the same HaKadosh Baruch Hu who tells us to fasten Yom Kippur will sometimes tell us not to eat on, 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 on Yom Kippur in other words nothing is intrinsically absolute all depends on the Ratzon Hashem the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the only absolute that matters this is, this is Sol to Sol on the High FM <clears> on <throat> 101.9 on your radio we'll be back in a moment <laughs>
0: This is Hilchel Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, 1.9 High and welcome back to our show this week. It's so great to have you here. Shabbos, Kedish, Pashas, Ekin, Toph, Shin, Pei, Gimel, as we're about to delve into an interesting topic, one that I think is relevant, but particularly as we approach Kodesh El, something that perhaps... A tool we can use to to elevate ourselves, to raise ourselves to a level of, of greater tshuva, of greater connection to to, to Baruch The Balatanya says on the Mishnah, on a Mishnah in the beginning of the Mitzchah Shabbos and Daphnun the Mishnah, is, and that's in fact where the Perak gets his name, BaMeh Beheima The literal question is, what is an animal allowed to go out with on Shabbos? What is considered to be permitted for an animal to to exit into a public property with and not be considered a a, a carrying? And the Baratanya explains it homiletically and says, uh, interprets the question in the following way, how is it possible to remove the animal soul out of a person. How do we make a person a little bit more spiritual, a little bit less like a shtick flesh, like a, like a little, like a little human animal and turn him into a, a, a greater, more sensitive, more sublime person? So he says, he says, On a literal level, this means that anything that an animal wears to protect it, or to stop it from running away, he's allowed to uh, wear, and you're allowed to pull him along by that, it's called leash, or whatever or, or whatever it is that's the literal halachic translation, says the Balatama, Bamea and you want to know how to get rid of the real base physicality of a person and elevate a person to a higher level, says Kol says you're able to remove a person from the doldrums that he is, and raise him to a higher level, and remove the sort of physical, animalistic aspect of a person, Bashir, by song, with music, and you can be maishah. You can, you can attract, you can draw in the soul of a Yid, right, to higher and higher places, and, and to sort of get closer to its, actually to its source, again, Bashir, by 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 song, by by nigan, by 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 music. So we see what is the great 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 attribute and benefit of a song is the ability to elevate the person from the physical status and to bring him to tremendous spiritual levels and and, and very high places. Now the Maram Shif asks a, a a question at the end of of Kholin. He says it's a well known. If we read the first chapter of Megillus Esther, which describes in great, great detail the feast that Ahasuerus made, first the one that lost 180 days, and then a seven-day feast for all those who were living in Shushan, and and that uh, Megillah describes in great detail, the tremendous opulence that was evident at that suit, and all the beautiful beds and and tapestries, and and, and chairs that, that were there for all the people to sit on. One thing in the whole description of the party that seems to be blatantly missing was there's no mention at all of of music, of of instrumentation, right? So so why not? Why was there no why was there no music by the by the uh, by the by the suda? So he says there's some who want to answer because everyone has different tastes in in music. And, you know, if you're gonna, uh, some people like the classical stuff, some people like jazz, some people, uh, like the old madrigals from 600 years ago, some people like soul and whatever. And to expose a person to the type of music that he does not enjoy, for sort of a, you know, an older person, whatever, established person, to maybe have to, have to, have to sit and listen to hard rock or something like that, would not be enjoyable at all. It would be it would be by torture for him. So therefore, since the whole <clears throat> one answer is that since the whole purpose of the party was to was to create an incredible environment of enjoyment and, and and happiness, sincerity to expose someone to something that he might actually make him cringe, Achshveres uh, 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 didn't want to do. <clears throat> That's one answer. There's a second answer he brings that in fact. It doesn't even need to be, to be said. Of course. In every simcha, we have music. And in fact, it, the same way as it doesn't uh, uh, say to you what food they had, obviously, at a party, you're going to have food. It doesn't even need to be, it doesn't need to be said. In, in fact, the, the, uh, uh, uh the, uh, the Yosef Lekach actually, actually uh, says that. That uh, that uh, he holds that in fact there were uh, instruments there was music at 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 uh, at, at the party right and and you, sh- you don't think that just because it's not mentioned in the psukim that that means it was it was uh, it was absent because uh, again they only mentioned those things that were new and novel that were unusual. To be done at a, at a normal type of mishnah, but music is so much part of the, of the very timbre of, of, of a simcha that it doesn't even need to be, to be, uh, to be mentioned. At the simple basic things that are the definition of, of a suda, they don't, they don't, they don't mention at, at, at all. And in fact, it's, it's possible since it says that the, the, uh, that there was no, no one who was forced to do anything they weren't, uh, 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 uh you know, comfortable with. And of course, the whole purpose of that was to give Kleisel the opportunity not to have to do anything that went against the halacha at this, uh, at, at this party, right? The, everything they did was only things they wanted, uh, uh, to do. As it says, las Sais to do according to the will of every single person, and and the Gemara says, what does that mean? Kitzayin ish uh, for ish was ish for ish kitzayin Mordechai as Mordechai would have wanted for the Yidden, but Haman and as Haman wanted for his friends, and and Yisrael sort of disciplined themselves that from the time of the of the Khurban, uh we don't. Uh, drink wine. We don't, uh, a, a celebrate while there is music, while there is music playing. And if there would have been, a musical instruments there, then Cryosol wouldn't come to the mishta because that would be against, it would be against the, the, uh, the, the Halach. Now, uh, according to what Rav Shleimer Alkabetz says, he has a different approach. In his Sefer on the Megillah, uh, Minchas HaLevi Salevi, he answers that uh, the Gemara says that, that if someone is, is completely absorbed mm-hmm. and, and completely gives himself over to listening to a, 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 a tune, to a nigid, or to singing, so he doesn't need so much food and drink to give him a high. Because he's able to satisfy himself and elevate himself and fill himself from the tremendous joy and, and, and satisfaction and pleasure he gets from, from the song. And since Ahasuerus wanted to cry yourself to do Averis and to get them at the Suda perhaps to eat things that weren't kosher food that was oser and therefore he intentionally Organized it that there shouldn't be any, any music in order that, in order so people should get their, their, their that, that sense of fullness, that sense of satisfaction, they would have to, they would have to eat that. And they wouldn't have the option of sort of satisfying their soul and their body by just hearing an intense, an intensely beautiful musical, musical experience. Right. The, the, the Shevard Musr, uh, in his safer Oyra uh, v'Simcha, he answers that since Achashverosh made the suda for again for this express purpose of causing Chayyosol to avaris, and he knew that that through music, so Chayyosol would be aroused and and they would sort of raise their whole neshama, play into a different world. They would go into the Oyla Right? right as as uh, as it says in the Navi, When when musician would play the music, he loved Ruach Hashem. Elisha was engulfed in, in the spirit of 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 nevuah, and therefore he didn't want to put uh, music in in the uh, in, in in the meal because that would high, so it get such a. Uh, high out of that they wouldn't they wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be able to marshal them in in the Avedis so we see there's several different approaches as to the power of, of a an nigem we're going to come back and discuss this a little bit more this is 101.9 High FM the program is Soul to Soul we'll be back in a moment
0: this is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Mushe Schnurb only on 101.9 High FM
1: we are talking about one of my favorite subjects the power of music and the beauty of, of music and we gave in the previous segment several reasons that are brought down in, in Chazal several proofs for how powerful music is and in fact we, we, we referenced it by the Feast of Achashverosh, where we're not told anything at all about that there was music, and different opinions as to whether there was or wasn't, and if there wasn't, why wasn't there, there music? So with this introduction, we can begin to be, to understand the the holy words of the Maor Hashemish in 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 Pasha Shmini, where he tries to explain the whole concept. Of the singing of the Levim, uh, uh, in the Beis which was, had the ability to bring the, the owner of, of a Korban, to a very, very high level of, of tshuva. And he says, he says as follows. And this is what happened at the time when there was a Beis the Beis was standing and the Mizbeach was in its correct place. So the Koyen, would do the Avodah, and by doing the Avodah, by doing the service, by bringing the Kabbalah, he would attain atonement for the whole nation. But even way beyond that, because the Koenigado, in his greatness, remember he was the greatest Jew alive at the time, he had access to the very, very thoughts of the people who were actually Whose Kabbalah she was actually bringing, and therefore, not only the levim also knew, and the koyanim, through their great powers, the 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 inner thoughts of all those people have they really, in their minds, decided to do tshuva? a complete chu or not. Remember, many uh, kabbalists that were brought in time of the, the best by individuals were brought to atone for sins. And it's never just simply bringing an animal that is actually the atonement for the sin. It's a person's real sincere desire to want to change, as the Ramban says, the 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 thought of a carbon is that really what is happening to that animal should really happen to me. I'm a renegade. I've sinned against Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I've rebelled, and and Hashem in His great kindness is allowing me to bring this animal as a sacrifice, and 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 that sort of give me a message that I really should be changing. So they were able to access and see had the person was bringing the carbon actually made the decision to do a complete and sincere tshuva or not. And if they had not yet reached the stage where they, they actually uh, uh, wanted to uh, uh, really kind of uh, uh, make the effort to do a complete tshuva, with, with the, with the proper, uh, uh excitement and, and enthusiasm as is appropriate. So then, the kohen would sort of, uh, give a signal to the B'nai Levi, right, to would give him some sort of sign, and they would then begin to sing with a great, great, uh, uh sort of uh, feeling, with great emotion, with great, with great arousal, very, very pleasantly, and that would arouse the personal the purpose of that would be to somehow uh, uh, play on the person's emotions, play on his mind, play on his very conscious, and inspire him. The person who is bringing this carbon uh, to do a complete uh, uh, atzuvah, and that's actually brought in in a few in a few places. And we need to, we need of course to understand if. He he uh uh the he wrote at the beginning that the Lavian together with the Kainim knew the, the Mahakshava, the thoughts of the person if they really did Shiva or not. So why was it necessary if the Kainim and Levian both knew it, why was it necessary for the Kayan to sort of hint? To so the levy, whether he should continue singing or not, we said that the levy himself knew the thoughts of the person bringing, bringing the carbon. So why was the signal necessary? And the reality is that in the whole discussion of the Pasha of that we had a few weeks ago, right, there, there, uh, there it says something different. He says there, it's brought... In the Sefer of Brisman that when they used to bring a carbon in the, in the base Hamikdash, there he says, the coin would look, the coin was doing the avayda, who was processing the carbon, would look at the person that, who was bringing the carbon, and he, he understood his thoughts. And if he understood that he's not doing tshuva properly yet, so then, then, that's a little different, then he hinted to the a uh, koyen uh, to the to, to levium that they should sing a very 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 psaltery a, uh, a very very uh, arousing uh, a tune a uh, nigin to somehow get this person that he should uh, think properly and completely about about doing tshuva and then the levim were there as it says with their songs and their zemiras they would then somehow inspire the person bringing the carbon that he should have real real sincere thoughts of of tshuva. because with their song and with their smiras, they were able to bring down from from the highest highest places the 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 uh, the, uh, the the ability that uh, 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 of, of even, even sort of connecting even to the Yud Gim the 13 attributes of, of, of Rachamim. Right? That would be able to inspire the person to, to do, to do, uh, to do Tshuva And, and that, that's, so that's like, it, so there, there wasn't that Levium knew, the Kayan knew, and he would then signal to the, to the, to the Levi. So, we could perhaps say, that there were two levels of thought that could take place in the mind of the person who is regretting the chayt and bringing a carbon. On the one end, there's the sort of the external thought, and then there's the very, very, very deep, deep thought that goes into the very, very essence, the very kishkes of, of, of a person. Now there's the makshava, the external thought that the person is prepared to accept upon himself that he really is going to do everything possible not to do that ever again. But the problem is that very, very quickly he falls, he falls again because this wasn't actually a real, real internal regret for what he had, for what he had done. Right? That external thought that the levy, even the levy was able to feel. And therefore, if the person bringing the carbon brought a carbon without virtually doing any chuv at all, so then the levy could actually, was sensitive to that level of thought, and, and they would know that they had to sing without even the coin signaling. However, as we said, there's this deeper thought, much more internal in the person, that that the lady wasn't able to feel. And that only the koyin was able to feel and, and, and to know. And therefore, like, he had to give over to the lady the information that the lady should, should sing in order. To somehow bring this person, the person who's bringing the, the carbon, to a very deep <coughs> internal level of tshuva, what we call a tshuva, I mean, a real, a real, a real tshuva. And in fact, the, 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 the in, in, in his, uh, Shah, uh, in the Mahmurim on Chodesh, uh, uh, Tishrei, brings down, and he actually reveals how far Goes the depth of, of Chuv. and He says, says, he says he heard from his Rebbe, uh, uh, quoting the Sansa Rebbe, the Dibri Chaim, that it's, there's it a Kabbalah, a tradition that they have, that by bringing a carbon, when the, the owner of the carbon, who did the sin, comes, and he brings the carbon before the coin, and the kayin asks him, what was the Avera that he did? And the person tells him in, 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 in with a broken heart and, 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 and tears, what was, what a that he did. And the, the then cries out and says, "Oh, my boy, wow, how could it be? How could you come and do such, such an Avera before our Barakhu, whose malay is for the How could you ever do something like that? Right? Or whatever. Different, different kinds of words of, of Muslim would frighten the, the person and, and yell at him and try, try to really, really uh, uh, arouse him. And then the Kohen would, would, would hint... To the to the to the levim who were standing on their on their platform, and they would begin to sing and 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 use the instruments and sing this incredible song of of arousal of 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 crying, and the owners would begin to sort of to do the smicha to do the the part where they put their full weight. On the korban, and and they and they say vidui. They trans. They they sort of uh, confess their sins. Chotasi Aveda I did the following, following avera, and I did Shuvah, and this should be my kapara. And through this great, great avazel, through the singing, and then he would he would cry, he would cry bitterly, and 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 say vidui and, and regret. And when the Kayin would see. That the heart of the owner was really, really, he was so, he was so uh, absolutely contrite, so over, uh, absolutely overwhelmed by the Avera done, and, and, and the bitterness of, of, of it and his desire to change. So then he gave a second signal to the Levium, and they began again with their instrumentation to now sing a song of Simcha. Because we don't want the person to be too depressed, too upset. We want him to get back his his equilibrium and and his and his good and his good spirit. And then straight away the carbon would be would be shechted, and and then he would get the the uh, the kapara would be a a correct a correct appropriate uh, kapara. And with this we can actually understand what the what the Rambam says. The Rambam says in the second parak of Hilchos Tshuva he says, what is tshuva? He says, first of all, that the sinner must abandon his sin and remove from his thoughts and and make a decision in his heart that he's not going to do this avera again, as it says, Yazoiv uh a evil person must abandon his ways, and and also he must regret about what he did in the past as it says part of my true was, i regret it and then he said the famous statement in order that who knows all the secrets will be able to testify about him that he'll never be all things being equal he will never go and do that sin again as it says, no longer will we say that what we do is is like is like a, a, a god, and he has to be say say vidoi verbal vidoi uh, and and, uh, and 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 say whatever it is the the decisions the the undertakings that he has decided say he has to actually articulate them, and the 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 svasemis. Uh, explains the statement of the Rambam he says the rambam says until love your until the one who knows all the secrets can testify about him that he'll never do the savera again and it's 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 very difficult to say that it's not how can it, how can we go so far to say that it's not considered that a person did shuva until Hakar can testify If that's so, no one is ever gonna be able to how can anyone ever say I will never do this Avera Avera again? And therefore he says the Kavana is that the Chuva needs to be up to the level uh, that is, that a person Will no longer feel that he has even a choice to do the avera. That avera will become so repulsive to him, so so disgusting to him that he has no inclination at all to do to do that uh, that that avera. Why? Because certainly tzaddikim are our right? Uh, in their service of Hashem to the point where we can mamish. They, they get to a level where they almost don't have free choice. The ultimate of free choice is to almost lose your free choice. Because they, uh, always choose the right way, and, and we know that, uh, on, on the way that a person chooses to go, Hashem, Hashem leads them. And that is really gonna be the, the end stop of our final tikkun, when all of the bnei so will really, really do tshuva, and that's what the rabbim say, says. That means <coughs> that the tshuva right has no limit, and and no, no you never finish doing tshuva until Hakadosh who knows all the secrets, is able to testify. And on that type of tshuva, that brings a a, 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 a absolute refuah. To the person that, that, does it and, and actually could lead a person to the situation where he virtually no longer has, has free choice. Perhaps we can say that this ties in what we're talking about. That because of the fact that there was a base of that was standing at that time and through the Shira of the Levium that elevated and raise the person who was bringing the carbon to such a high level of, of tshuva and, and real tshuva to such a level where even then, maybe at that point, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be able to testify about him that he wasn't going to do the savera ever, ever again. The, the Chidush Yorim brings, uh, that, was brought that when the, when the Chidushim himself was was lying on his on his uh, on his deathbed, so he was he was not sure whether his tshuva that he had done was was effective, according to what the Rambam says. Because we need that Akharish according to the Rambam, you need that Akharish Baruchu is able to testify that he'll never ever do that avera again. Now, if a person dies because of his illness. So then he could never ever come back and do that Avera again. So therefore, is that in fact called a Chuvagamura? Gemurah? In order for it to be a Chuvagamura, Gemurah, you have to, Hashem has to father be that, being in the same situation, you will not do that Avera again. But if a person does, then, then he's not going to have that temptation. He's not going to be in that situation. And therefore, how is he ever going to know if the Chuva is a complete chuva? Furthermore, he says that the whole fundamental underpinning of tshuva is only a get of changing oneself as if you've actually done a intrinsic I guess in halacha we call it a shinu ma'isa. you've done an intrinsic change on yourself you're like as we say you're a completely completely new new person and you're not the same person who did the Havera and therefore, right, uh, a, a state, it, it has to be a permanent change. It cannot be in, in aloha. in order to be a shinoi maisa, that you can be, you can uh, acquire object when you change it intrinsically from what it was that, that you stole. Uh, or let's say if a person, uh, took some wood and made a chair out of it, so that's an essential change. It's now a different thing. But it has to be a change that can never be returned to its original, original situation. Right? As, as in one Babu says, that a shina that goes, that can be returned to its original creation is not, is, can, is not considered uh, an acquisition. And therefore, there's no such shina, there's no such deviation taking place unless you are in the situation that you will, in, tempted in the same way, will never go back and do that ever again. However, that the chacham uh, made a takana that, in order to encourage people to do tshuva, takanas hashavim that even a a a shino that can be returned to its original state. We do consider that, that, you, that you've acquired it, right? That, uh, if a, like, like one says, if a person stole a, a beam and built it into his house, so he, he acquires it, and he does not have to sort of dismantle the whole building and give him back the beam, he can just pay the value of a, of, of it, right? Even though... Uh, uh, you know, and even though that, uh, so we see that even it's conceivable to take it apart, and therefore even a shiner that is uh, chaser can can be cleaner. and so it is. Even if a person <clears throat> will later on succumb and do that same avera again, and he's gone back to his old old sinful ways, nevertheless, his tshuva, his chuva helps. This is one dimension of the power of song. And as we already passed the chag of tuba av, we're already working our way towards Rosh Hashanah. Let's use all the weapons at our disposal, including the dimension of song, to arouse us to do a complete and full tshuva. This is one point nine Chaya FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with our Hicha Shabbos segment.
0: This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: 101.9 Hi FM, this is Soul to back on your radio. Here. Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha Sekev, Talk Shin, Pei, Gimel, <clears throat> as we prepare for another beautiful Shabbos Kodesh... <laughs> Such a wonderful privilege that we have as Yidin to be able to stop everything and celebrate a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos together with our families, with our Kailas, with the Torah. Ah, It's such a wonderful opportunity. Let's not waste it, as we always do at this time. To Let's talk about the important details we need to know for this coming Shabbos. So this afternoon, the earliest time, for Ben lich, for lighting our Shabbos candles, is going to be at 4.34. 4.34 is the earliest time for us to be able to bring the kedusha of Shabbos into our homes. And I encourage you to go for gold. Let's try, if we can, to light the Shabbos candles as early as possible. Let's show our Kodesh Baruch Hu. We can't wait! to get into his Shabbos. We can't wait to bring the beauty and, and serenity and shlamas and, and shalom of Shabbos into our into our homes. Let's do it. It's not it's possible. It's possible. To have the house ready, to have ourselves ready, to have everything all done, load shedding, no load shedding, whatever it might be, let's get our Shabbos in order as quickly as possible. If you can't make the earliest time for, for uh, Lich Benching. The latest time to light our Shabbos candles tomorrow was at 5.25. 5.25 is the absolute latest time and please regard that as an absolute deadline. Yes, there is still 18 minutes to Shkia, but that time is intended only in emergency situations where a person really, really has no choice, but he has to muloch then, otherwise he's in serious a predicament. Otherwise, we have to regard 525 as the actual beginning of Shabbos. By that time, the house should be all set up. The candles should be lit. The car keys should be away. You should be in the shul, actually. Because that's usually the time when most communities begin to us. Let's make an effort to get there. Yes, I'll be able to say Ashray together with the, with the community. So, uh, Shkir then is at 5.43, 5.43, that's the absolute latest time, even in emergency situations. The person, therefore, would like to be able to Davin uh properly at night, and not have to repeat the Shvan so you must wait till 6.01, one minute past six, that's already night, in terms of most situations, and one can then say the Krishna, Davin Meirev, and come home, and still in in this slightly chilly weather, still have a beautiful, warm, inspired, wonderful Shabbos with some good hot chicken soup, and some wonderful Dibre Torah, and Zmiris. Ah, So beautiful to sing the Zmiras of Shabbos. Let's get into it, let's try to understand what they're saying, the, the, the Zmiras, all these beautiful praises. About Shabbos at Akkadish Baruchu and and the Torah and our hopes and our aspirations for what we want to achieve on this Shabbos and and of course look forward and hope for the ultimate Shabbos, the Yom Shekula Shabbos, the coming of Mashiach quick, speedily in our days. Tomorrow morning (coughs) we will lay in Parshah's Ekev Beautiful, beautiful Pasha. Mohitsha Banu continues his soliloquy and mentions some of the shortcomings of the Jewish nation, but talks about his own steadfastness and, and the desires of like, Khruh for us to achieve and, and become the great nation that we are capable of coming, of course, towards the end of the Pasha is the second Pasha of of Shema. The Haftarah tomorrow is of course the second of the special Haftarahs that we say during the weeks between uh Tishabov and and Rashishanava Taime Tsioin Azabani Hashem a beautiful uh of of Yeshaya Hanavi Imperic Imperic Memtes. Beautiful, beautiful Bsukim and of course it ends with Kinicha Hashem Tsiyim and Hashem will comfort See, Kal will cover, will comfort all the areas of this, And it ends, there's gonna be joy, there's gonna be happiness in it. thanks and, and the sound of, of, song, of gladness, of, of celebration that will herald the coming of, 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 of Mashiach. The day carries on, it's a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos day. We will read this week, uh, Perkiovis, Perik Dalid, the fourth Perik of, of, of Yavis. And again, if you have some time, look into it, read it, understand it, look at some of the commentaries on Mishnah. There's such beautiful, beautiful insight, such beautiful instruction and advice from our Tanoim that we can follow, we can grow, we can grow from. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6, 16, 16 minutes after, after 6. And we go into another beautiful, beautiful week as I say, next Shabbos will be already Shabbos Mavarchim for Chodesh Eloh. We are talking about the Melocha of Boyer. We started last week describing and introducing this concept of the three different areas of separation that, that, are, that are included. Three different Malachas that involve separation in the process of Melocha on, on, on Shabbos. And we know The most important principle in the halachas of boyer is the distinction between uh, the boyer that is the the actual malach, the violation of the practice of separation on Shabbos, the uh, in, in contrast to someone who's busy preparing foods. In order to eat them on Shabbos, straight away on, on Shabbos. Right? To be able to select, uh, uh, something that you want and, and pick that out of the, of the food that you don't want. So if it's done as a, as a normal malacha, so that's a, that's a, uh, it's a Torah prohibition to do that. But to take the food that you want from the psalis as an act of eating, so that is, that's a, that's a, to do on, on, uh, on, on, on Shabbos. Say for example, <clears throat> the person has a different kind of nuts, right? You have some nuts and there are lots of broken fragments of, 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 uh, of, of peels of the shells mixed in together. So, you're not required, obviously, to eat all the nuts together with their, with their shells, but you'd be allowed to take the nuts from within the mixture of of the shells and to eat it. That is not at all. You're not touching, not coming in contact at all with the malacha of vaira. That is the normal practice and the normal way of of eating and and this permissibility is not only to take sort of i don't know one nut and to eat it no you'll be allowed to take many nuts from the mixture uh, uh, together uh, amongst the 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 shells and to put all those nuts in a plate and then to go to the table and eat them there because that is the normal practice of the way, of the way we eat. And you're even, you're even allowed to pick out nuts or, or any kind of uh, edible food for the purpose of other people. That's also mutter. Therefore, a person would be able to take a, 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 uh, many, many, uh, nuts from a lot of, a mixture of a lot of, lot of shells and even to to you can you can uh, open up, uh, you can sell even more nuts if if you want to, in order to be able to serve them to your friends, to your company, to people that are that are with you, on the on the on the shops. Now we know there are three conditions that what need to be fulfilled in order. That the bayre should be permissible, should be considered the way of normal eating, which is mutter and, and not done as a melacha, which is forbidden. Number one, that you must take the edible food and leave behind what you don't want, because that's the way we eat. But if you take away the undesired material from the food, that would be boiler as a malach. Number two, that you must take the food by hand, the way people normally eat, and not with a special uh, implement used for for uh, a separation, like a, a sieve or, or, or something like that. And number three, that the preparation should be done just before the meal. But if you're going to separate a long time before the meal, so that is considered byr as a as a, a as a milacha. These are the three principles. And we're going to come back with a few last comments on what we've just said in a moment. This one, one point nine, the program is soul to soul. And this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa.
0: This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your moments in the closing minutes of our show today. We are talking about the malacha of boywear, of separation on Shabbos. We just mentioned the three conditions that are necessary in order for an activity to be permitted on Shabbos. Number one, it has to be done Uh, where you choose the food from amongst the, the, the undesired material. Number two has to be done by hand, not with a professional separating utensil. And number three has to be done just before one sits down to eat. Now, when all of these three conditions have been fulfilled, it's understood that a person is busy in preparing his meal. However, if even one of the three conditions... Is missing that is as if you're doing a malacha, you're doing the work of separation, which is a Torah prohibition on on Shabbos. But let's, if we go back to the example we began with, if you have these uh, these nuts that are mixed together with their their shells, so you're allowed to take the nuts and to eat them because in that situation all three of the conditions. I apply. Number one, you're taking out the nuts that you want. That's the food from the, the refuse. Number two, you're doing it by hand. And again, you're doing it just before you begin to eat. But if let's say you would take out all the shells in order to prepare the, the, uh, nuts to eat them. So therefore, since I've taken the, the, the undesirable material from the food, right which is that's the way the separation of boiler is done, so then you're violating the isertaria of separation, similarly, if you take if you separate even if you separate the nuts, but your intention is to eat them much later on, since you're not doing it for the purpose of the the most uh, imminent uh uh eating. So that is Boirer as the Malah is done. And you'll be violating the Isra Torah. Similarly, if you use some kind of a, a, a utensil that would help him to separate the nuts from their shells, that also would be forbidden to use those nuts on Shabbos, even if you want to eat them right right away. Missing one of the conditions turns the whole activity into one that is completely prohibited on, on Shabbos. Much, much more to say. Please God, we'll come back next week and continue our discussion. But at the moment, all I have time for is, first of all, to thank, and I really mean that to the bottom of my heart, thank every single person who makes the effort to turn on the radio, whatever device you're on, and listen to the show on, on Friday. Even more than that, I really appreciate the feedback that I get from from people, people are listening, people are, are enjoying, people are critical, people have suggestions, please, please, let me know either directly or, or through the station. We really want to make this show user-friendly, something that everyone will appreciate, enjoy, and, and, and look forward to, as I do, each Friday afternoon, to be able to spend this time together as we prepare and to elevate ourselves on the coming Shabbos, Kodesh, and again, just thank you for being part of our radio family, and to each and every one of you, a warm, inspiring, and Shabbos full of growth, full of spirituality, full of togetherness, full of simcha, and Bez full of the joy of reconnecting with our Kaddish